You're listening to The Common Cause with Phil Lyman and Mike Peterson. Hey, Mike. Um, what's going on? Phil, it is nice to get for the chance to talk with you. How are you, buddy? It's always good talking to you, Mike. Um, how's the family? How's Sally? Uh, Sally is good. She's sitting right here listening in. Oh, hey, Sally. Hey. <laughs> she's pretty excited about this uh, podcast idea. yeah yeah jody is downstairs watching uh some dinesh d'souza oh. movie so yeah the, the the new one the new one yeah the trump card i want to watch that now it's probably too late but anyway i know yeah it came out came out a little bit after the prime release date but yeah anyway yeah we'll see well phil maybe we ought to tell people who we are Okay, um, you go first. Uh, I'm Mike Peterson, newly elected representative for House District 3, which is uh, northern Cache County. So uh, west, side of, west side of Logan, North Logan, Hyde Park, Smithfield, Cove, Richfield, Richmond, uh, Lewiston, Amalga, Benson. Have I missed anybody, Sally? I think that's it. Trenton. Trenton. Yep, from Trenton. Okay. And what, uh, this is my this is my first uh, this is my first uh, foray into politics. I tell people I don't I don't think I even tried out for seventh grade president or anything. This is this is my first this is my first go. So <laughs> you you start you start big. That's good. I know. I, I had a lot of people say, you know, have you thought about starting at a city council, city councilman or something? I said, well, you know, I'm 57 years old. I don't have time for that. I got to go. I got to get right on the saddle and get going. So here I am. Well, state legislature is a good place to to make an impact for sure. Well, this so, is what this is, is this your you're starting your second term. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm starting my second term. Um, and I was a county commissioner for eight years in San Juan County before that. That was my, that was my first elected um, spot. Uh, and I love being County commissioner, but uh, very, very different, you know, County commissioners, that's kind of where the rubber hits the road in the counties and, and they're dealing with the uh, real issues and real problems and challenges. Whereas at the state legislature, you're making laws, which is, which is a whole different, you know, uh, experience and lots of opportunities and lots of challenges and you can really mess things up in a very short order of time so <laughs> yeah we're seeing some of that we're, we got to clean up some of your mistakes i um, know yeah that's what they say no one is safe when the legislature is in session and that's really true yeah and that's one hey, thing maybe... that's, i was, I was Go gonna ahead. say that's one thing that really surprised me is just how fluid the law is uh that that you know people can come like you and i and show up and write a bill and get it passed the next thing you know the the law has changed and then and then the very next session someone may come back and totally reverse that you know you kind of think of the laws as being uh pretty pretty uh, stable but but they they move which is interesting well, i think i think you could easily point out that like last year's tax reform bill you guys passed in uh in december of 19 and by what at the end of the session <laughs> of 2020 it would have yeah. been repealed yeah yeah yeah, that's a good maybe, maybe, good example of one. Maybe maybe you ought to maybe you you ought to tell folks uh, that you and I have known each other for a few years. Yeah, so I mean, I've I'm here in Blanding, Utah, and I'm in District seventy three, 
takes in uh, all of San Juan County, Garfield County, Wayne County, uh, Kane County, Paiute County, a little bit of Beaver County, well, most of Beaver County, and a little bit of Sevier County. So uh, ge geographically, it's the biggest district in the state and, and by far the most beautiful district in the state. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Have you not been to my district before? I have been to your district. Yeah, it's just so small is the problem. It's, I mean, it is beautiful. No, it's, it's a great district, and, and I, I love representing the people down here on the south end of the state, and I feel like, uh, I, feel like I have a lot in common with them, kind of the shared uh, challenges. Mainly, most of that uh, ties back to public lands and, and the challenges that come with being public lands counties, and uh, seems to be a constant battle and kind of creates the theme for, for my district. But, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm down here in Blanding, and... Uh, and and it is a beautiful place. Yeah, we've been down there many times to visit you and your, and your family. That is a wonderful, beautiful place in the state. That's that's for sure. Yeah. So so and you and I go way back to before our first children were were born. So what's that? 30, 34 years ago. Thirty two. Thirty. How long is it? Anyway, somewhere between thirty and thirty five years. I don't thank know. you. Thank you. All right. So yeah, and uh, it's been a while. Neighbors and yeah, we. Our wives were supporting us at BYU, and that was a good time. Remember, remember all the days we watched the Iran Contra hearings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good memories there. <laughs> remember going fishing at uh, at uh, the dam over there, and uh, Emily, our oldest, was in the car seat while you and I were out going to catch. Does that ring a bell? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, I remember that fancy lure you bought that never touched the water. You That's cast it. Right over Provo River, <laughs> one side, one side to the other. <laughs> I'd forgot about that. Thanks a lot. Somewhere so, there's a brand new, never used lure sitting on the other side of Provo River. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, the truth is, uh, so Phil and I, we we'd planned to have a, we'd planned to do some podcasts. And then uh, some things happened over the over the weekend here in Utah that got us thinking it was time to it was time to launch our first. So uh, Governor Herbert uh, last evening, Sunday evening, made some announcements about uh, mask mandates and and social distancing and things like that, and that got uh, a few people in the state, including Phil and I, a little excited. Is that right, Phil? Is that a good way to start it out? Yeah, it's a good way to start it. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not a good way to start a podcast, but a good way to start this podcast for sure. <laughs> so, so what's your, uh, what's your take on this? What's your problem with this, uh, with what the governor's done? Well, I don't, I don't, I guess I bristle when someone says, uh, so therefore <laughs> I order that, you know, these things will happen that, that, uh, people will only social uh, interact with people from their own household, that businesses will be fined $10,000 if they don't put up the signs, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And so, and it's really, the, it's the mandate that, that, that uh, kind of bothers me. It's funny, I was talking to another uh, state rep today and um, she had mentioned a disorder called, um, uh, oh, what is it? Uh, oppositional 
Uh, oppositional defiance. Yeah, oppositional defiance. I'd never heard of it. And I, as she said, yeah. this, she said this oppositional defiance disorder. And then she ex- was going on. I said, "Hey, wait a second, back up. Well, what what did you just say about that disorder?" And she told me the name. I said, "I don't know what that is, but I know I have it." And uh, <laughs> <laughs> it kind of defines. It's like really, it's kind of a theme of my life. Is is uh, you know, I I I bristle when someone issues a, a mandate or an order, especially you know from a from a government executive like like the governor so yeah well, that's my well, biggest problem it, it, it as a former counselor you know that's what i did my my bachelor's master's degrees in you do not have oppositional defiance disorder oh however, <laughs> however there there is good reason to not to not be excited about this and for me you know i i, I talk to folks all day long saying they don't like this they don't like that you know, masks, they don't like the fines. They don't, for me, for me, I look at the, the reason I have a problem is because um, the, 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 way, the way I understand the government from my reading of the U.S. Constitution, the legislative body, they're the ones tasked with writing bills and passing laws. And our governor or the executive is the one who's supposed to make sure those things come to pass. Uh, and from way I read it, the governor doesn't write laws, and 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 doesn't uh, doesn't write laws and then pass laws. It's uh, this this process is uh, for me. You know, we've got we've got we've got these founders who were divinely inspired on how to on how to have a government that runs well, and when a when a governor or a president or whomever circumvents the program i i think we've got a real problem i i don't think it's going to lead to anything good and so for me that's my biggest issue is 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 i don't think i I don't see how the governor has has the uh authority to write and then and then uh make these new laws like this yeah well and that's where the to me that's where the real kicker comes in is because i think the legislature has uh has given him really broad authority. And I think the idea was, um, you know, we'll give you broad authority, but just don't use it. And now we're saying, oh, well, now that you're using it, maybe we need to try to take that broad authority back. But the, uh, the Disaster Response and Recovery Act mm-hmm. um, basically says, you know, whatever the governor wants to do will have the full force and effective law. And of course, you're thinking earthquakes and, uh, uh, you know, things that, that you would imagine as a, as a disaster. And so now with the, the pandemic, you know, going on 10 months um, and the, and the, and the legislature was pretty clear after the, after the first time we extended his, uh, his executive um, order that we weren't mm-hmm. ex- extending it again. And he said, well, that's not a problem. I'll just, I'll just declare a new one. It's like, well, that's not yep. in the spirit yep. of what we did here. Yep. And, and that's, that's the problem I, I see is, that, you know, we, we did something kind of in good faith that I feel like has been, uh, um, you know, taken too yeah. far. It's, it's, it's just gone too far. And now that puts us in the position of saying, well, now we've got to re- reconvene, take back that power. And to do that, you've got to have, you know, a super majority and all these things. So it's kind of like we, we put ourselves in this, in this position. And I don't think it was done. And I know from the legislature side, at least most of the people that I know, it wasn't done with that intent. So it's, it's frustrating, really frustrating to be in the legislature knowing Hey, we kind of created this problem, and now we're having a real problem pulling it back. Yeah. 
Well, it, it goes back to what you said at the beginning of the of our of the uh, podcast when you said that laws can be really fluid. And, right. Uh, I think this is this is one of those examples of a, of a, another time where we see, wow, we didn't. Fortunately, I can say you didn't get it quite right. It's not it's not we yet because I'm not. That's there. right. <laughs> uh, you, you you guys didn't quite get this right. And and now and now we're seeing some problems from. We're gonna have to do some repairs. You know, I, I gotta say so. You know, the first couple of weeks, the first few weeks of this pandemic, I, I can see why Governor Herbert called a, a uh, issued the emergency declaration. There was some. I mean, nobody knew what was happening, but holy cow, it's been ten months, eleven months now. I think we know. I think we know what's going on. I think we know who. Uh, who we need to protect? I think we know. We've we've learned so much over these last few months, and I and I just don't see our government. I don't see the state responding in a way that shows that they've that they've learned anything from it. We're doing the It's the same things they said t- uh, ten months ago. Uh, let's sequester ourselves. Back then it was what ten days to flatten the curve. Now it's two weeks. Right. Back then it was masked. It's still masked. It's you know it's the it's the same thing. I don't well, think we've act like I don't think we act like we've learned a thing. You know, and, and a lot of people are in my business. We we are doing a lot more work from home, a lot more uh, electronic communications with our clients and different things like that. I'm a CPA here in Blanding, and um, and and then I go up north, and people are wearing masks. I went up to I was up in Uinta County. Everybody everybody's wearing masks. Every business had the sign on the door, masks required. So it's like, well, we're going to mandate what people are already doing with the hopes that somehow maybe this mandate will, will have an effect that, that, that what's happening naturally somehow doesn't cut it. A mandate will somehow be that magic bullet. And that's the part that, that it's just, uh, yeah, it's hard to swallow. Yeah. Anyway. Well, so, so what's the solution, Phil? You know, there's, 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 Several bodies, I guess, that make laws. Uh, one is the legislature. The other is the people. I mean, and, le- and you brought up the uh, tax reform and the, uh, the referendum on the tax reform. That was done by the people. And so the people can, people can do something. And legislators really depend on the people to step up and, and be heard. And it's not that you want to uh, you know, impugn any other legislator or you know, fill up their inbox with with Mel, but that's, that's kind of the point that you get to is, all right, well, let's, if, if the people really want something to happen and they, they have to let their voice be heard. And that, that happens in a lot of different ways. It can be a referendum. It can be a protest. Um, and I support all of the above. I, I like to, I like to see people get involved and, um, and in Utah, there's, there's a lot of good people that get involved. You know, I, I, I uh, um, and, and with that, I, I, I hear, hear people say, I, I want my liberty back. I don't want people telling me I got to wear a mask. And while I, I personally agree with that, understand that, understand that I, I want to reiterate, my deal is the way that this has come about. And, and if, if we should have a mask mandate, it ought, to be, it ought to come from the legislature, a representation of the state. Uh, when I see a ten thousand dollar fine, who, who the heck came up with a ten thousand dollar fine? It certainly wasn't a group. It certainly wasn't a group of, of elected officials. Yeah. What What did the law say on that? Uh, yeah. Whatever it basically says, the health department could use whatever means necessary to uh, 
to achieve compliance with, with the order. Yeah. yeah. Employ measures and give direction to state and local officers and agencies that are reasonably, that are reasonable and necessary for the purpose of securing compliance. So I guess they, they figured, well, a thousand dollars people might still defy it, but 10,000, that starts to get kind of scary. So and yeah, if that's 10, what 000, got me because yeah. if it would have been 5,000, we'd be doing things all over the county. <laughs> but at 10, I'd yeah, sign me up. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I kind of skirted the, the last question you asked, which is what can we do? And I, and I mean, the legislature can call a special session and they need to. I, I'd love to see this legislature call a special session. And, um, and then we have to, you know, have a meaningful, uh, you know, some meaningful language that pulls this back and, and draws it in. And, and I think, I think we should do that. I, I'd like to see the legislature do that. And I've, I've kind of expressed that and that's, a, that's an uphill climb. It's a big lift, but I mean, that's what we're here for. We should do it. Do you think, do you think, uh, uh, do you think that you think that could uh, happen? Uh, do you think a special session will happen? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if it, I honestly, I don't know if it would. Um, we have to get 50 votes in the house just to call a special session. And then of course, when we get in there, then to make a veto proof, we'd have to have 50 votes in favor. And I know the last thing that the, that the leadership wants to do is call a special session and present a bill that doesn't pass. Um, and, and there's some, there's some good logic for that. I mean, I, I, for one would, I want to do it. I want my vote on record. I want to, I want that right to, to have my vote on record, but, uh, but if, if we go in there and it didn't pass, then maybe we actually, you know, strengthen the executive power rather than take it back. So, so there's, yeah, there's a potential downside to it. But, that, but that, that brings up an interesting point because to me, um, the, 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 the governor could have thrown the legislature under the bus. So the governor could have could have given all the power and should have given all the power to the legislature and let them deal with it instead of instead of trying to take it over himself. Yeah. You know, another thing that, that bugs me is is kind of this threshold question. It's like, well, you know, if if we weren't in this really, you know, having this spike, then of course we wouldn't have to do this kind of draconian measure. So so then you say, well, at what at what point is it okay to to issue mm-hmm. an executive order versus let uh-huh. the people govern themselves. And I say, I say there is no threshold, but you know, I don't yeah, care what, how bad it is. Um, yeah. When, when, when do things get out of control enough? We can forget the constitution. Right. Yeah. And, and the worse they get, the more we need the constitution as you, as you well know. And so, so yeah, it's not a, it's not a question of a threshold that we're approaching. And, and I know that, you know, there, there is a problem and the hospitals are, Mm-hmm. are, you that's know, fine. having some issues. And that's, of course, why they make the big bucks. That's why you've got administrators that, that plan these things. And, and, and our hospitals are very good at projecting and, you know, hiring the right people and putting people in the right place. And, and to say we're going to, you know, as a government, step in and, and help the situation, typically that's a recipe for, for making things worse. Well, Phil, maybe maybe we could do another another uh, another podcast. Um, I'd like to talk about some of the numbers. Um, the actual COVID numbers. Yeah. Yeah, I would too. And and, and see if we can come to some uh, 
understanding of, of where the numbers are really at, what they mean, and uh, to help us make some decisions going forward. And to help us know, you know, if the decisions have been that have been made are are uh, are good decisions. I kind of I kind of don't don't think so, but maybe I could be, you know, maybe you could uh, teach me. Well, you know, if 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 government would take the take the position of you know providing good information so that people could govern themselves, that would be that would be a refreshing stance for the government to take. I I kind of see that with. Uh, South Dakota and someone today said, well, mm-hmm. South Dakota is not a good one to use because they've got the, the highest death rates. I said, well, that's because they're not testing everybody. So the, you know, people don't, don't have these high test rates. They're not, they're not dying in, you know, greater proportion than the other States. They're just dying in greater proportion to those that have been tested positive. That's right. That's right. So, yep. so yeah, those numbers, I think numbers are really, really awesome. We should, we should take a look at that and maybe I, talk about okay, it. Okay. That's, Let's uh, let's close this one down tonight. Unless you have anything else uh, pressing you need to talk about, let's close this one down and let's plan to to put out another one in the, in the day or, in another day or two. Okay. Yeah. No, I think this has been about twenty minutes, and that's probably it's probably a pretty good length to go. Okay. Yeah, it's been fun. All right. Do you? Well, uh, okay. Um, I'm glad to help edit this, but I think you've got the podcast on your side. So anyway, when you get into it, if you oh, you turkey. I know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay i'll I'll take editing responsibility on this one okay all right glad to help okay, okay. this is awesome okay thanks mike see Adios. you bye-bye thanks for listening to the common cause with phil and mike you can email your comments and questions to the common cause podcast at gmail.com We hope you'll subscribe and that you'll give us a five-star review.